Hey guys, Shui here, episode 6 of the No Shui Out podcast. Appreciate all the support so far, and uh, no, I know what you're thinking. We did not skip episode 5. Um, I did a review of the movie Iron Claw about the Von Erich family that's coming out pretty soon. I went and saw a premiere of it with my friend Ed, so I was going to do that, but uh, the studio, after I dropped it, asked us if we could take it down for a few days, so I'll be releasing that on Monday, but in the meantime... I am here to talk about AEW's 2023 flagship product, the third product they've dropped this year. Pretty impressive for them to drop all this new stuff. So I'll be talking with my friend Che from Body Slam Toys. He does a lot of breaks as well, and we will be talking about our initial thoughts about the checklist. I also uh, go a bit in-depth about my experience breaking Allure. I found out some interesting stuff, guys, and I really believe you're not going to want to buy any more Allure hobbies or anything else until you hear what I have to say about it. I haven't heard anyone else talking about this, and as a consumer, you're going to want to know about this. We also briefly touch about the uh, price point on the new Leaf Heroes or Leaf Legends of Wrestling, Those, the, the one with the Rock Autos, okay? We, we found the product with the Rock Autos, so I know, kind of vague, but we put a little bit of information in there for you as far as what we expect for pricing point based off of insider info we got, so... If you celebrate Hanukkah, you know, appreciate you. <laughs> hope you have a good Hanukkah on night one, and I hope you guys enjoy the pod. Thanks. Hey, guys. I'm here with my guy Che from body slam toys another uh small business owner who likes ripping wrestling cards as well as uh selling pristine action figures pokemon cards uh did i miss anything else Che? is there anything else i need to be plugging here marvel figures and dc figures no i'm just kidding what the hell's wrong <laughs> with me i missed like half your inventory jeez i'm slipping i'm slipping guys i'm slipping <laughs> Um, so guys, we got my good friend Shay here because we are going to talk AEW Series 3, and I know that A, A, Shay breaks AEW like myself, but also he's appreciator of AEW. So Shay, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Now that I got off uh, Apple Hell uh, customer service, they finally gave me a refund, thank God. But, uh, you know, another day, another dollar, as they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... I uh, I was having a stream the other day, and then uh, several people in the stream were like, Shway, did you see they dropped the checklist? You see they dropped the checklist. So I immediately went over, pulled up the checklist on Beckett, and I thought a good place for us to start would be new names added, never before seen in any AEW product. So we got Taya Valkyrie. You, you liking the addition of Taya? I, I was just, that was the first name that came to my my brain yeah well she has autos in this yeah that's gonna be cool uh jay white switchblade jay white he also will have autos i think he'll be a popular yeah he'll be a nice spot i think people will buy that spot in a break you know um renee paquette she's also in that too she has autos Mm -hmm. um we have soraya and please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you got a chance to go over the checklist, but um, as far as I can see, I don't think Soraya has autos. It looks like she has maybe a relic or two, like uh, one of those mat cards. But from what I can see on Beckett.com, it doesn't look like her or one. A lot of people have been telling me they're excited about Willow Nightingale's first cards in AEW. Um, mm-hmm. I went through the checklist. I must have reread it five times. I did not see autos for either of them, which you know to me is kind of shocking someone who personally i'd probably collect willow potentially depending on price point you know i'd like her upside i think she's doing a lot of great stuff in aew you know again with a lot of people in aew the real question is how they're going to be utilized what's the booking you know right (laughs) but um the fact that neither of them have autos i find very surprising personally well generally that's like the cool thing about aw cards is that everybody typically has an auto right 
from the talent, from the managers to the referees, the announcers, and everybody. So for better or worse. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it is kind of shocking that Willow's not on the checklist for sure. Well, um, she's we should clarify, not on the auto checklist. Not on maybe, the auto checklist, correct. correct. Yeah, because on the base set there's a hundred cards, and then when you go to autos, there's eighty-six. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of those obviously uh this year they put those all in the family cards in there. Right. So that's kind of expected. There's like the tag team cards. I don't um I can double check if they're doing the tag team autos real quick, but um some of those are not quite surprising, but Soraya in particular, Willow too, but someone like Soraya who has a strong following of people who might come and pick up her cards just because of, you know, their affinity for Paige when she was in WWE. It really seems like a missed opportunity on Upper Deck's part. I'd be interested to know the reasoning behind that. Like, did they finalize everything like prior to her coming in? Maybe. That's a possibility. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. The one that's more shocking to me, I guess, um, because with Soraya, I would imagine that along with money might have been an issue. Yeah. Um, But with someone like Willow, who I can't imagine it would cost them that much to get her to sign. And she's been with the company for a decent amount of time, enough for them to put her in the product. Um, It seems like a missed opportunity on that front, especially, you know, from a, a breaker's perspective, you know, anytime you can get another woman who's a wrestler who signs, who's in the set, who's actually popular, it's not the hardest spot to sell you know yeah that's true Um, like i'm thinking i'm thinking that it comes down to her either not being available it has to be because she's has base cards right she has the memorabilia cards too right i'm literally going back through it as i'm talking to you and neither of them are there there's uh some tag team cards so there'll be some of those dual autos which is pretty cool but it's interesting because you go it's like base autos 86 and then you go down a bit and like the out of five there's you know uh 92 so there's like three spots of people who signed for out of five but not the base autos which i would need to go through there and really see who that is um again i just kind of briefly went through it all and then um yeah, I don't know. The way it's set up to me is just interesting because those seem like two glaring holes. I definitely feel like Jay White's going to be someone of interest that people are going to be excited to PC. Um, the main thing I've been getting asked about is these playing cards. I'm trying to see what the name of these guys are. But yeah, the double or nothing playing cards where it's like, you know, Wardlow's the king of hearts and yeah. all those things. A lot of people have been talking to me about those. So I'm curious to really see what the rarity of those are, you know, um, it, it'll be interesting to see what people are really chasing. Cause my initial feeling based off of seeing this, and I will say a lot of the designs that I'm seeing look very nice. You know, they have the all elite women set that looks cool. Mic checks. Okay. A lot of these, you know, the pictures you see, don't really do the cards justice. The relics look cooler based off what I've been seeing. Um, the autos even look better. But um, I just, I feel like people are probably just going to stick with Allure, to be honest. I think they're going to come out. People are going to be searching for their specific people. But I think people, I haven't seen as much excitement around a product in AEW as I've seen in Allure so far. Yeah, and, and that's that's normal, right? That's why you uh, have your like flagship set. Yeah, I mean, for other products, you know, AEW has been so fascinating because um, it comes out with Series 1, Series 1 super hot. And then, you know, they started delaying releases and Series 2 yeah. came out slightly less exciting. Spectrum was delayed. Some cool stuff, but man, dude, I tried to do a half break, spe- uh, half K Spectrum break the other day. Never again, bro. Pain. <laughs> pain like i'm never doing it again only in mixers i just i don't got it in me no more but um yeah and then you, you. you see like metal comes out and metal's like the most exciting product they've had and they drop alert pretty like what a month and a half after two months mm-hmm. max so i know it's a good opportunity for them because 
with everything going on in WWE and Panini, it's an opportunity for them to, you know, as they say, flood the market and kind of grab people's attention. Cause I've definitely been seeing people get into AEW breaks. I've never really seen in AEW breaks before. Right. Um, yeah. But like going back to like the playing cards though. Yeah. I mean, of course it, it seems like you would think that the Joker would be the sought after card, right? Because typically that's like the surprise that comes into like the battle Royal at the uh, end. That's a good point. So you think in what MJF is the Joker seems pretty logical. No, it's oh. orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Oh, they actually have that. Oh, that's in the insert section. I gotta put wow. I can see Danhausen, Orange Cassidy. He doesn't really seem like a wild card. Well, like, what's what's even more interesting is that it's one out of every 270 hobby packs, but the aces are one out of every 540. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm going down to it now. Um, I do like that there's more stuff, you know, any opportunity to get more rainbows and parallels, why not? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, well, you can get those double or nothing playing cards as well in the um, in the blasters, too, which is nice. Yeah. Because I was going through the autos, and again, the only autos you can get are base autos, which I understand. Um, but, man, some of those metal blasters were rough, man. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still sitting on about 20. I'm like, you know, I've given some away as givies and stuff. And part of me is like, man, what do I do with this? <laughs> what do I do with this? You know, I but, don't think uh, I opened any metal blasters. Dude, I did a couple breaks and the auto odds are just so bad, man. You know, like at least with the select case, you're probably at least going to get what three autos, two to four range, right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it varies, but it's usually around there, man. I did like two 20 box breaks again, pain. And <laughs> one of the breaks I did, we had like a fucking Rick Knox auto, man. And it's Ugh. like, I, I know, shout out Piazza and Captain Jive because, <laughs> yeah, Captain wanted to buy the car and Piazza's like, nah, I'm keeping it. And then I was like, where is it? And he's like, oh, it's somewhere. I'm like, nah, if you're going to keep Rick, we have to keep him displayed at all times. Right. Um, Let's see. Yeah, two through 10. I mean, our, uh, the odds aren't too bad to pulling. It's like one out of every seven and a half packs. So that's not too bad. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be at least four per hobby. So they have the, okay, double or nothing playing cards, but then they have the double or nothing gold playing cards. Which is supposed to be one per hobby. Interesting. Yeah. So those are less rare? Like, hold on. Let's see this. Ace is not more rare, slightly more rare. Interesting. So we should be seeing a couple. If that's one, then maybe seeing a couple of those playing cards through a hobby of the lower end guys, perhaps. Yeah, probably. Um, Excalibur, you know, I always make fun of AEW for having refs and announcers. You know, I'm not mad about Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone and Excalibur here and there, but man, pretty much <laughs> every set with them. And then like, I think... What was it? You get sets with like three to four refs each time and two to like two to three announcers. So it's like five to seven spots. And now Excalibur has his own set. Right, right. You can't make this up. Um, so Excalibur, they have the exclusive silver parallels and then the printing plates to one on one. I, uh, I don't know. I find some of that stuff funny when they have like. To me, if it's numbered, they should number it all the way down to 101 or whatever. You know, more okay. stuff to collect. But um, it kind of reminds me of those color flows out of, uh, in terms of the rarity in Allure that only really, it's like, what, out of 199 and out of 299? Right. So I haven't actually, like, have you been getting too much in Allure? You know, obviously, I haven't seen you as much on the whatnots these days because you're a busy man. But, uh-oh, you can probably hear that. Okay, so, we're so good. So I've opened... A handful of, of hobby boxes, not not a whole lot. Okay. And I've gotten a couple autos. Like I got a like a Wheeler Yuta base. Okay. okay. Um I got those, an Athena base. Those those red base ones look cool though for base autos. Yeah, I like them really a lot nice. better than the base metals that are just kind of bleh. Yeah, I opened uh one hobby box that did not have an auto, but it had like a 
It had like the pink um ice cream for like orange cassidy okay nice nice so i was like okay i kind of evens out if i would have gotten like a a bad auto i mean this is probably better than that right so yeah well i was cool with it jay i will tell you that you're not gonna you know i i talked to you about this before the this uh our stream right now while we record this but you're not going to want to miss section two of the podcast if you uh, want to buy any more alert boxes because you're not going to want to buy one without the information I'm about to give you. I guarantee it, bro. I guarantee it. We're going to touch on little... I'm trying to leave breadcrumbs to get people to listen to the whole podcast. I'm not you know going to want to buy one without no. the information? Yeah, you're not going to want to buy another alert box unless you know the information I'm going to tell you. Okay. Or, yeah, or possibly even get into another alert, Kate, like break... You know what I mean? If you're doing like less boxes and stuff and blah, 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 like, or you're buying a hobby box in someone's stream, like you're going to want this information I'm going to give you. I'm telling you, like, no, I haven't heard anyone else talk about this. So again, leaving breadcrumbs because I want people to listen to the whole pod, you know, so I got (laughs) to, I got to give them a little, just a taste, you know, as daddy would say, give them a taste, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, you know, I like, the fact that there's new insert sets again my main gripe with the uh flagship product has been pretty consistent i wish they never got rid of the dotted line autos i miss those shout out my guy prep i know he loves those too um and the uh those finisher cards in series one i really enjoyed too yeah um it was also cool because you could pull dotted line autos out of blasters and i didn't know that until i saw it with my own two eyes so um it would be nice if AEW, you know, spiced up the uh the blasters a little bit here and there. You know, I know they want people to get to hobbies, but I think people would buy more hobbies if they just had better auto odds, to be honest, you know. So so when it comes to upper deck products, because yeah. I've I've never opened anything else upper deck other than like Marvel, some some like cards like that. Yeah. Do they always like like with hockey, for example, are their sets always full of inserts? I believe so. A lot of these inserts that I've been seeing in Allure, when you look them up on uh, eBay, you'll see them for hockey and various stuff. You know, I saw a 16-bit hockey guy with some name from Eastern Europe I couldn't pronounce. Um, okay. And, you know, a lot of them are similar, you know, hockey spectrum, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I just... It, to me, I was saying this offline, but um, Allure to me is kind of the equivalent of Select for WWE. What Panini's done with Select, you get this set. Wrestling collectors seem to like it a lot more mm-hmm. than, you know, Select comes out. Everyone's like, you have to like Prism. Prism's a standard. And when I say everyone, I really mean people who like sports are like Prism's a standard. And then you get someone like me who, you know, I didn't collect Panini before WWE and select looks nicer to me so i don't really care you know someone's like well you know this is an out of 10 from prism historically it's worth more and i'm like in sports yes but exactly you know like i'm not gonna let you put your hobby ideals onto me <laughs> like the, the i think the people have chosen yeah and the people have spoken that select is the set to have when it comes to wwe Right, and I bring that up because to me, Allure feels like AEW Select, yeah. and Metal feels like AEW's Prism. Correct. Where Metal comes out, and there's don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff in Metal I still want. You know, like I'm still hunting for a few things. I'm actually not going to say what I'm hunting for because a few times in the past when I said what I'm hunting for, other people start hunting for it, and <laughs> nah, 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 nah. So <laughs> yeah, so, like prior to metal coming out, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, precious metal gems." Right. I mean, you dude, know. a lot of them. So for example, um you know, my friend Nine-Nai, she's a big Hobbs fan, right? Mm-hmm. And she gets Hobbs a lot in breaks, and I had a Hobbs PMG and I'm like, "Oh, do you need this?" She's like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm like, "All right, well, put it aside. Let me check out um comps on that." Dude, the last one went for 90. Nice. So it's like they've been you know, holding pretty consistent, like most people, you know, obviously there's certain wrestlers. One of the, obviously the downfall of AEW is just, it turns to cards. The downfall of AEW could be another thing. I don't think they're completely down, but, right. 
the downfall of their cards is there's just a lot of like harder to sell spots mm -hmm. you know like no matter how many boxes you sell john silver is only really going to go for so much you know exactly <laughs> um, as much as it may sadden me but um yeah so you know i'm still hunting for stuff on metal i tried doing a metal mixer the other day with spectrum moved a bit slower like everyone likes the allure and i don't blame them you know you open the packs they're colorful cards they're fun looking cards they're cards that like if you're collecting you know you can see more of a rainbow type thing going on there right you know and also the metal cards chipped a bit too i'm not gonna lie when you were opening up those packs i don't know if you ever noticed that wait say that again so sorry i probably mumbled a little bit on that but <laughs> basically uh when I would open up packs of metal, right? A lot of times the packs would be like so tight that when you'd open the pack, the first card corner on the base card would usually be bent. Oh, and then a lot of times they're just a lot. A lot of the AEW sets that aren't allure have to me a lot of chipping issues. Okay. So like if you, you know, if you opened a hobby of metal and you look at all the corners or the edges of all the cards, I'm sure you'll see some have some like nicks and stuff like that. Right. At least that's my experience. Right. You know? and, and I've heard that before, but I mean, you don't really have that with a lore because of the way that the card, I don't know what they're using on the cards. It's that Chrome type fi yeah. uh, finest finish, which is just, you know, for me as Perfect. someone who, yeah, like Chrome is one of my favorite products to rip tops, Chrome, tops, Chrome, yeah. 2021, 2020, like, those are fun rips because you know it's i always say this and people think i'm funny for saying it. the cards have great hand feel i'm sorry you know what i mean that's like true when, that's when so true when you're ripping like packs after pack like dude i was doing that metal break the other day and even the two boxes i'm like getting flashbacks of doing my 20 uh my 20 box joint when it first came out the floor not 20 excuse me 16 the full case when it first came out and bro man that is a endurance test ripping metal man i don't know like yeah. pretty much ripping any product aew that's not allure or spectrum is even allure can you know eventually it gets more drained but it's more fun to rip a man metal series one series two Whew. grinds man a lot of <laughs> a lot of energy <laughs> um okay sorry we're going into random stuff about general aew uh che as far as the checklist designs anything about series three in general that you wanted to talk about while we're here uh let me know kind of putting you on the spot again i always say this in like every pod but like i'm still figuring out how to do this guy so like eventually i'll have better structure set up no it's all good so for me now i'm typically a fan of well i'm i'm a fan of aw flagship um I'm not a big fan of Spectrum, even though you get hits. I'm I'm not a big fan of Metal, but I do love Allure. I think Allure is what you said it is. It's a, it's a great fun set. set. It's fun. It man. feels good. All that good stuff. But for this set in particular, I'm looking forward to the playing cards more than anything. Yeah, they look good, man. I mean, that but gold the, Wardlow they have up there looks nice. But but the other inserts like the like the dazzlers and the like the mic check stuff like that eh, not really important to me. Yeah, the dazzler. I think I hope they have. I know it's probably too late, but that'd be great to have um, some of those Chris Statlander, Ben Stiller cosplays on the dazzler joint. You know, <laughs> like if she had like a Zoolander thing going on on the dazzler yeah. card, that'd be pretty funny. Um. I can feel that, man. I, you know, I, a lot of the inserts, man, if they can't be numbered past a certain point, it's just hard for me to care. Right. You know, like to me, a lot of these cards, I'm like, man, like, like for example, in metal, I feel like they missed a huge opportunity with a lot of those inserts where they're like, yeah, it's either base or number to 25. I'm like, bro, how hard would it be to just make a one oh one and an, and like exactly. 10 out of 10, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, it does it's an extra 11 cards bro you know what i mean like it can't be that hard and it adds a whole extra chase for people who care about those things yeah um which seems like a missed opportunity uh, one thing i hope that they do in this which i have not seen and for the record we have eight minutes left before i have to uh switch zooms just so okay. you know um 
is they need to have Jake Hager wearing that damn hat. The amount of times that people come in my stream and like, oh, is he wearing the hat? Like they should have been had a hat relic for Jake. Like if the relic in this for Jake isn't purple, they're leaving money on the table. Like I know it's ridiculous, but I'm telling you, Jay, if they don't make a purple relic for Jake Hager, they're leaving money on the table. They'd make Jake Hager a sellable spot by it's just giving him purple fabric in his damn relic card like is it that hard <laughs> it's it's literally you can say that for so many people on the roster literally if they had like action cards like remember they used to do like the wednesday in action yeah i liked wednesday in action i like that a lot more than the breakouts to be honest like why don't we have a card with the kangaroo kick that'd be great yeah people would or, love the, that. or the double clothesline or the the scissor me timbers or <laughs> exactly why don't we have a a card of daniel garcia doing his little dance oh my god i'm i feel like i'm mr no fun i'm not into the, all the dancing stuff man i don't know but i want okay. more sport, i want but... more sports entertainment on aew because i don't want it to be like i'm not mad at them having great matches i hear they're going towards a new japan vibe overall okay. which i'm not mad at more hardcore matches and stuff and like yeah but I like a lot of the old stuff they did that had more sports entertainment vibe. I want them to have both, you know. I'm still going to yeah. support regardless. Um, I will say, Che, I opened up uh, a box of the AEW Verse system. You know what I'm talking about? Is that the new product that's out? It's the, uh, I call it AEW The Gathering because it's an okay. AEW uh, playable card game. Yeah, I saw it on the Upper Deck website. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know it was on there. I got yeah. it off of a different site. I originally got it off of a whatnot stream. I didn't realize I should have just looked it up because I paid a little bit more. But um, I will say I opened it up on stream, sold a few singles, and will tell you, Che, and I know you're super excited about this. The only known appearance of the Jake Hager hat that I have seen is in the verse system. There's okay. a card called Tables. Where I guess you can activate the tables. You can pull a Devon and get the table if you want, you know. <laughs> you get the table, you put it down there, and it's literally the Jericho Appreciation Society putting someone through a table. I forgot who off the top of my head. But Jake is wearing the hat. The nice. only known appearance of the hat. And they only give you one of those cards in the deck. And okay. I sold it, and in hindsight, I shouldn't have sold it because it ended up going for like two bucks. So I was just like, you know, I should have waited for a better stream, but still the only known appearance of the hat is in the verse system so hopefully series three as well technically not series three you know 2023 aew upper deck whatever the hell they want to call it get some purple relics man it would like, mean a lot to so many people even think of it as like they do like accessories cards right whereas like jake hager jake hager's hat literally has its own card yeah I mean, dude, people would buy it. I'm telling you, people have been asked. Like, when I brought that up in the stream, I'm like, yo, purple relic hat, you know, hat card. Yeah. People were like, I'd buy it. You know, it just seems like, to me, you're leaving money on the table. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't feel like... Uh, I don't feel like AEW really cares about that, you know. Maybe at some point they can hire me as their official wrestling card coordinator, supervisor, <laughs> whatever. You know, that's... Come on, Tony, make it happen. <laughs> but all right, man, we got like four minutes left. So I'll say series three looks exciting. Hope we gave you guys some insight. We're going to come right back and do section two where we're going to have, like I said, stuff you're going to want to know about Allure before you buy another hobby box or get in another break. And we're going to briefly touch on some leaf metal wrestling legends or however the hell that's put together that's coming out soon we have a scoop no one else has guys from anonymous sources a scoop no one else has about metal so stay tuned listen to my fake ads and we'll be right back <laughs> hey mates thank you for listening to the no shway out podcast just like me i'm sure you are loving listening to the intelligent and unbiased commentary from someone who loves wrestling cards and wrestling as much as we all do you can also check out shway nostalgia breaking cards on whatnot or playing video games on twitch 
you can join the Shui Wrestling Network on District. Join us. Join us. Or forget about the economy and check out shuinostalgia.com for some totally sick merch. Follow Shui for all the updates about his upcoming shows and pods. I know I'm already looking forward to the next one. If there was a button for love, I'd click on that. Yo, what up, Shwaysters? This is one of two times when I'm not breaking wrestling cards with Shway on what beep and the network. I'm hot taking it with Shway by listening to his pod available on all major platforms. No one better at remembering your obscure PC and building the community we all love. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow Shway Nostalgia wherever you can, or Morty will cry, cry, cry. Win a win a chicken dinner, and I'm out. L F G. All right, welcome back to the potty, pal. We're back with my guy Che from Body Slam Toys. I couldn't help myself; I had to do it. Um, all right, real quick, Che wanted to talk about something right before we get to that. Um, we forgot to mention the release dates looking like the thirteenth of December. I've had several people tell me though that it's getting pushed back to the twentieth as far as series three or AEW two thousand twenty three whatever the hell they want to call it. So I didn't know if you heard anything about that. I thought it was worth mentioning though. How do you release a product five days before Christmas? I mean, how do you release three products in what, four months, five oh, months after, after not releasing stuff for like a year and a half or whatever? Yeah. Because I just remember we'd always be like, when are they releasing more stuff? And now it's like, why won't you let anything breathe a little? <laughs> hey, fresh content, fresh content. Yeah. Fresh content. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay so, I'm going to go with the 20th. We'll see, but it's supposed to drop between the 13th and the 20th. We'll see what happens right before Christmas for Che. And now so basically, Che, yeah. So basically, if you want it by Christmas, yeah. pre-order it. Oh, I'm going to. I already got at least three cases I know of. The only problem is, is that I'm uh, going to Florida at the beginning of January uh, okay. to Orlando. So um, I don't know how much of that I'm going to be able to move before I actually get down there because... Uh, you know, going on a little family trip, hoping to go to NXT and the uh, the Thunderdome, brother. You know, we'll nice. see what happens. Yeah. Um, but as we took our break in between recording, Che saw something on the, the X or the Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Che, you want to take it from here? No, I was just, just got a random, like, message that Daniel Bryan, because you, you heard Daniel Bryan's kind of, like, behind the scenes... I mean, after all the CM Punk stuff about him coming on Survivor Series, it's pretty hard uh -huh. not to. And, you know, Daniel Bryan came out and was talking about, oh, yeah, I'm on the uh, disciplinary committee. Disciplinary and, committee, and yeah. him being, you know, he tried to take the heat off Tony a little bit as right. far as the firing of CM Punk, which to me, all-time ball drop, but that's another thing. But anyways, you were saying that his power might have come back into effect. Yeah, like apparently he got santana find mm -hmm. because santana posted six weeks on his social media because he hadn't been booked in six weeks mm -hmm. so i guess because he spoke out against booking or whoever that daniel bryan was like the the person behind him getting fined for him speaking out on social media right um all right there's part of me who wants to answer this the nice way, and then there's part of me that just wants to answer this the no filter, let's be real about this way. What what would you prefer, Chen? I prefer the gritty version. All right. Um, <laughs> if it was up to me, if I had the pencil, and again, I have no experience booking wrestling, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an expert, and I'm not going to tell you I'm an expert in anything. I'm a guy who likes wrestling cards, who breaks wrestling cards, and who likes wrestling and hanging with his friends, you know? But having said that, AEW got to trim the fat, man. Yep. They got way too many people under contract, and, you know, everyone thinks they should be the top dog, and I get it. You know, if you're in the business of anything, right, and don't want to be the top dog, you know, that's not how I work. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be the best at what I do. You know, I'm talking about me. I'm not even talking about Santana. So I can only imagine, like, someone like him who, you know, again, I know I don't know Santana in real life. I don't know nothing. But he should want to be the top guy. Mm -hmm. 
You know, that's his job. He wants to be the best wrestler in the world. He wants those opportunities. And there's only so much TV time they have and so many opportunities. And, you know, WWE has a lot of people too. They just have more programs to show people, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Um, what is that? That shit on Hulu. Was it main event? And yeah, main event. what's the other one? The NXT next uh, up or whatever. Double that yeah, level up. There you go. So there's all those and they don't have dark anymore. And even still when people on dark, they don't want that. Right. You know, and they had a real opportunity with Proud and Powerful back in the day. To, like, I thought they should have given them the title. There was a brief time right after they got out of Inner Circle where I was like, yo, give them the belts now. And they didn't do it. And they're never going to get that back. Yep. And as good as their feud might have been, it's just, I, you know, there's other people I'd rather give that time to. If I was Tony, like if I were him, you know, there's, and again, I'm just speaking as far as who I like watching wrestling and blah, blah, blah. This is nothing personal about anyone, you know? I mean, I I just take per, I take issue with wrestlers that are active being in some sort of power position. I can see that. You're, so you're going back to Brian Danielson as far as him having power yeah. within. I mean, dude, like, I don't know. Unless CM Punk pulled a knife or a gun on Tony, like, I would have figured it out, man. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I understand he's talking about doing the right thing and I get that for him but for AEW they need C- like they needed CM Punk you know what I mean like they blatantly need him he's a nice little like cherry on top for WWE like WWE's hot right now they don't need him they just got him because it's like hey we can get him and why not worst case right. scenario we fire him and if he gets fired he's done mm-hmm. you know it's done done but to me like and again, I don't want to go too into it because I did a whole episode about it, but <laughs> it was just such a ball drop. I'm not opposed. And Brian's going to be out of there at, eventually. He already put like a limit on how long he's going to be in the company. So I'm not too mad, but I definitely get where you're coming from. I just think a lot of the issues they have, like A, they don't give the women enough time even for promos and stuff like that. Like that's valid. But when I see... You know, I definitely think the Hardys could be better utilized, but you at least get to see the Hardys on TV fairly regularly. You know, yeah. personally, nothing against Private Party. I don't, I, I I never understood why Matt Hardy was with Private Party. And then, um, you know, they just have Matt Hardy and Jeff getting with, you know, Daniel Garcia and having little nice dance numbers and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying you need to put the belt on them, but I don't know. It just seems like cut some of the fat in terms of folks who you have under contract, who you feel necessary to book. If Andrade doesn't want to be there, cut him. Yeah. You know, he got fired from WWE. You know, like if there's people who don't want to be there, cut him. There's a lot of people who want to be there who just want the opportunities. Right. And I I can't remember what show I went to, but I took one of my buddies who does not watch AEW. Uh, Right. He's never been to a show before. Mm hmm. And he's like, hey, they have a lot of like young guys. I'm like, yes, they have a lot of young talent right. that they could really build around. But the the one thing that he kept saying throughout the whole night was like, everybody's a part of a group. Right. Well, I think to me that screams of, you know, just like they used to and they still do. It's a lot of like trios matches and stuff. Yeah. It's a great way to shove talent in there. You know, people are like, I'm not getting booked. And it's like, well, you're just in a trios match a week ago, you know, or <laughs> it's just another way to add more people to the table. And it's yeah. just, I don't know, man. I'm not, I like AEW better, like, you know, more in ring promos, MJF going off on CM Punk, torching the man. Um, just like I said, there's enough good wrestlers there, enough people who are good at what they do, where like, you know, maybe just cut down on, it's nice having, you know, people have more jobs and stuff, but it's like if you cut the fat on some of this and, you know, giving time. Like the only person I feel like who should honestly has a real gripe is like Brit. You know, like Brit's one of the best things they have. Right. So to me, like not utilizing Brit better just doesn't make sense. You know, you built her up to this point. And not only that, um, before this one complaint, she seemed like someone who was like, I want to be here long term it wasn't just like sometimes you know um for example not to call her out but sometimes 
when <laughs> having said that um when i hear thunder rosa talking it sounds like she wants to be in wwe you know like when i hear her talking on busted open and like all that it really does seem like it's like you know i'm i'm I kind of feel like AEW is becoming that point now where people it's like, all right, let me get over here and then I can go to WWE Right. for some people. You know, I definitely feel like Ricky at some point might head over there too. You know, um, we already know Andrade is gone the second his thing goes, whether or not WWE wants him is another question, but that man, every, <laughs> every opportunity he has, he posts pictures with him and CM Punk and just posts little <laughs> spicy tweets here and there. Like, we know what you're doing, bro. <laughs> like, what, what do you think it is though? Do you think it's, the the talent the talent's not seeing the long-term direction i think a lot of people um jericho recently said he's felt that everyone could use six months of working with vince mcmahon okay and what i think he means by that to an extent i'll never fully know what he means because i've never wrestled but from an outsider's perspective um like working for with for vince will humble you you know what i mean because it's like Every rest, it's like professional sports, right? Every player who's in high school, like who's on a good high school team, you have like the cream of the crop in high school goes to college. Everyone in college is the cream of the crop from high school. And then the cream of the crop from college goes to the pros and so on. You know what I mean? It's kind of like wrestling. A lot of people who came into AEW um, are like cream of the crop type people from their individual fields. The yeah. thing is, is there was never really like a humbling moment that you would get in being in a WWE mm -hmm. when it's like you're the cream of the crop. You go there and you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you got to work your way up for the most part, unless special circumstances and stuff like that. Right. Um, and you look at AEW and it's like, you know, Bucks did a lot on the indies and they come in and they're top guys. Hangman did a lot of the indies. He comes in, he's top guys. There was no like real earning of said spots, if that makes sense. In in terms of the actual AEW company, I think that's going to come off kind of rude. I didn't mean mm -hmm. it like that. I just mean within the company. Um, so there's not that, you know, structure expectations comparatively to WWE where, you know, people are all bitching at Jade to wrestle. And it's like, well, you know, they know that, you know, keep her for a good spot, whatever. We don't want to rush, blah, blah, blah. They don't, they don't have to rush. Right. So a lot of these guys come in they get some air and they're like, I want more, which is understandable. You know, someone like Ricky Starks deserves more time. Yeah. You know, he deserves a real title reign for himself, a solo run. But um, I just feel like a lot of this type of stuff wouldn't happen in WWE because um, I just feel like there's more fear from the workers there, if that makes sense. Like how many people have been fired from AEW? Not many. Not many, you know, like Jimmy Havoc had to like do some really messed up shit to get fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he had to really do some messed up stuff. Like everyone who's gotten fired has done besides like, well, I guess Punk did some too, but they've done messed up stuff. You'd rarely see them just like, again, trimming the fat. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, it reminds me a lot when I was in like rap and a lot of people would be like complacent with their spot within a local scene. And they're like, well, I'm doing well. And it's like, Okay, you're doing okay here. Go to New York. No one's going to know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you got to, I don't know. Don't, you can't be complacent, which is what the problem a lot of people like, again, with Santana, he doesn't want to be complacent. He's not trying to be where he's at. He's trying to move right. up. So I don't blame him. I just, I don't know. They need some sort of more structure there for expectations and stuff like that. Cause, you know, you don't see a lot of people, at least publicly in WWE doing those types of things yeah. so whether it's more you know because they're definitely more willing to cut people there's more consequences mm -hmm. um before we get well we're already super off track but um <laughs> i wanted what do you want to talk about first metal or my can't miss allure information that you need to know if you're buying a hobby box or getting in any type of mixer or anything else any type of break you what, promised big news. It this hey, I have not seen anyone else talk about this. I brought this up in my stream. And to be honest, I always say that I need to really stop saying that. But 
I could have been a complete piece of shit and not told anyone this and gotten away with some shit. But I'm not going to do that, Jay, because we need to be better than that. You know, I could hoard this information and use it to my benefit. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to tell you guys. So we'll talk about the alert and then we'll get into our update on Leaf Metal Wrestling. Another another two bombs in one uh, one episode, Jay. This is a first. I haven't dropped any. We'll call them a set of Woj Bobs. We got Shway Bombs, right? I love it. There you go. All right. So for alert, guys. After about, if you were in my stream, you probably know this already. When we were doing breaks with Allure, a lot of times I like doing mixers just because, you know, I like variety personally. There's stuff I'm hunting in multiple products. We were pulling out boxes of Allure out of the case fresh. What I noticed that no other breaker I've seen mention at all. Every case that I have opened the auto boxes have been on the bottom of the case. Every single case. That's what I've seen. And what that means is usually in a, a box of 10, uh, 10 boxes usually come in an inner case. So if you opened a case and had, because there's, you know, which way is the right way? The right way is the one where you can, the words aren't upside down on the case, all right? Right. You open it from the bottom the autos are going to be, there's usually three autos. They will be in those four, bottom four boxes from what I've seen. And I've opened several cases and it's been the case every time. So what I end up doing is when I do mixers, I mix the boxes up. So I don't know which one has the autos. Like I'll take them all out and mix them. So I don't know, you know, cause it just, now that I know it feels more honest to do it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can't in good, all honesty, like sell people boxes in a break and i know the auto's gone like that just doesn't that feels grimy to me you know what i'm saying so that is my big allure news so if you're going to a hobby store and they have a case of allure and you're like gonna go buy a hobby box i would suggest being like hey can i pick out my hobby box do you have the box and if they show you the case Take them motherfuckers. <laughs> Take them four motherfuckers <laughs> on the bottom and run. Run. <laughs> Sorry. I need I don't even know. I, I need to stop cursing and stuff, but um yeah, dude. Like so Jay, like I'm saying, if you go to your local card store and you're gonna buy an alert box, obviously you can't do this online if you buy it from someone online, but yeah, um, you know, unless it's in a stream. Um, but if you go to your local card store and they have some alert boxes, you know asked to pick your boxes man you'll have much better odds of hitting an auto at the bottom of the case of the inner case interesting that's, that's my little tidbit that no one else will tell you okay facts i have not i've been in many breaker streams i have not heard one of them mention it and i don't know if a lot of people are doing 10 box uh 10 boxers the whole inner and i've been doing smaller mixers so maybe they just haven't noticed but right. i just figured that you know if you care enough to listen to this podcast and spend your time with me in general, and in this instance, my guy, Che, you deserve this little tidbit of knowledge. So take that as you will. If you tell anyone, just let them know where you heard it first. And now, Shway Bomb number two. I feel like Chris Broussard over here. Anonymous, anonymous sources tell me. <laughs> so we have major information, major news about... And I, I think I'm wording this wrong. Leaf Legends of Metal Wrestling or Leaf Metal Legends of Wrestling. That second one sounds right. Leaf Metal. Le Leaf Metal Legends. Legends. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot of wrestling. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so from what I'm hearing, I had one person tell me that all the spots are quote unquote bangers. So there's not going to be a lot of jobbers. Well, wait, 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 yeah. wait. I'm going to jump in because yeah. it's, it's what's six cards per pack yeah it was like six to eight with one guaranteed auto right yes yeah. okay so when we say every card is hot I, I, what does I, that mean i was referring to the autos i assumed oh, okay. okay i assumed based off how leaf legends of uh wrestling went the uh the blaster one which i still have a case of and need to figure out how to use <laughs> but um they all their base cards were known people so i would imagine the base cards are going to be like the rock and stone cold and mjf or whoever i'm still kind of curious how they would use a base rock card since they don't have 
they bought his stickers via a charity auction. So I'm still kind of oh, like really? curious how. Yeah, well, we can tell someone didn't listen to the first episode of the No Shreya <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, they, apparently they bought them in some charity auction or something. So um, I'm still confused how they're using The Rock's pictures. But anyways, the major news we had was that based off of prices that I've seen, again, anonymous sources here, on the allocation price that buy, uh, people would be buying it at, it looks like the Hobby Box range for the Leaf he Metal Heroes Wrestling, whatever it's called, the new one coming out with the Rock Autos, is going to be around 400 to $500 a box. Too expensive. Yeah, I mean, they're really banking on that Rock Auto. It's going to be a big chase, man. But again, it looks like the boxes of those will at least it looks like three box cases from what we were looking at and it looks like it should be minimal 400 i think it's going to be more than that though i, I would guess it'd probably be like 500 That's even insane. That's when ridiculous. it first comes out um it's going to be somewhere around that range barring them just going crazy and charging more but um i'm not super surprised just because of you know the rock being in it and I'm curious how much they spent on that sticker sheet. I think it was literally like 30 autos on the sheet or something. Um, so question realistically. Yeah. So let's say a box is 500 bucks. Right. And it gives you one auto and five base cards. Yeah. And, and again, real quick, Jay, again, guys, this is just us. Like we're predicting the price based off what we saw as the allocated price. So we could be wrong here, but this is just kind of what we're guessing right now. Anyways, Jay, continue. Yeah. Now let's say you pull an auto and let's say you get, cause I've seen autos with Austin flair, right? Hogan, rock, Hogan rock. Yeah. So let's say you pull a single Ric Flair auto. Yeah. No number, no anything, just a general Ric Flair auto. Yeah. You just took an L. Yeah. Big, yeah. like big. Yeah. That's this product's going to, because what I was told again um, from my other source about the checklist, supposedly everyone on there is just, they said no jobbers this time. You know, with I when I think of Heroes of Wrestling, there was just like a lot of random. It just felt like a set, the last set they did felt like a set where it's just like, man, we got like all these random ass sheets of autos from people. What should we do? It's like, screw it. Let's get a random cartoon and throw some stickers on them. You know, yeah. like it just didn't really feel like a very exciting set, not very imaginative. Like if you collected certain people, it was cool, but the designs weren't that exciting. The designs in the new set look very exciting, mm -hmm. but yeah, dude, that, um, I don't know, man, if it's like that expensive, you know, I just have flashbacks to trying to run impeccable breaks. And... Cause I, I can, I compare it to, you know, like the Pop Century boxes? Yeah. I'm comparing it to something like that. Okay. Yeah, Where... I, don't know, I don't know too much about the Pop Centuries, to be honest. I know about the cards that come in them, but I don't know about configuration or, like, price point or anything like that. Yeah, just, just looking at those boxes, they cost 200 plus. Yeah. And I believe you get two or three autos per box. And, of course, it has, like, artists music artists and like movie stars and um comedians and things like that but generally like the autos that come in it you're like looking at it you're like what the heck i got i got a kevin hart <laughs> i got a kevin hart auto and uh like random um like movie star auto it's just like a mix of different like celebrity autos but i don't know rarely do i see and, and not that you're supposed to get your money back in every box. That is like, you should never believe that you're going to get your money back out of a box. Yeah. Right. But I, I think at a $500 price point for one autograph. Yeah. I we think could, we could be it, wrong on that too. So hopefully we, we could we be are. wrong on it, but still, but yeah. still, I mean, even at a $400 price point or a $300 price point for like one single auto, that's expensive. Yeah, I mean, like I said, even the allocated price point we saw seemed pretty high. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I am 
I'm curious because I'm interested to see how this goes. It's been a fascinating experience, even you know, going back to Allure, seeing a lot of people who I've never really seen break AEW, breaking yeah. AEW. So it's going to be fascinating seeing people break these leaf, uh, these leaf boxes. Because if it's only one auto, hopefully it's like two or three. But if it's only one at that price point, three box case, doing a case break of that, man. I just have flashbacks to doing impeccable in particular but imac as well where it's just um it's one of those things man where a lot of people go home unhappy when you do a break yeah you know and i whenever last time i did an impeccable break people are like man i still remember the last imac break and i'm like yeah me too it took a while to fill <laughs> well, it took a minute to fill my guy you get you get what four in imac yeah yeah uh autos yeah uh yeah i believe so it it's was three, three bases and four autos right it might be three base or is that impeccable it might be three base and two i don't know i could look it up real quick it's okay i don't know these things these things run together man i thought they were seven card packs um i want to say six and seven for uh foto all right let's see It's nine but wait nine cards per pack you're talking about impeccable right impeccable now, right? yeah yeah i was talking about immaculate ah uh, okay yeah um because yeah i'm trying to i'm hopping on the old uh what you call it uh cardboard connection mm -hmm. so yeah um Three autos, two relics, so six cards per pack. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess in one base card, I just wore it was more base, but yeah. So, I just have flashbacks of that, and that had more autos, and that was a WWE product. So, right. So, again, maybe the information is wrong. Hopefully, we are wrong, you know, and you guys can point me out later and be like, man, Shway, Shway got this one wrong, and that, that's okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, based off that price point, um, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about that one, champ. You know, because usually allocated prices like the first one is a little bit cheaper than it goes up, depending on popularity. So we'll see. I don't know, man. We'll see. That price point just seems way too damn high. Expensive. Yeah, in this economy, I don't think we can do that. So. <laughs> All right, that's pretty much what we had to talk about today, Che. Uh, you know. Uh, besides, obviously, ripping on the whatnot, he's also been ripping on the TikToks, which, you know, we might have to have you come back and talk about a little TikTok later on. And the TikToks. Then, I yeah. love it. And then um, he also is the only other breaker to have broken on the Shway Wrestling Network. So we're going to we're talking about getting that back up and running, too, as far as you breaking on there. I'm about to post one up in the next day or two, hopefully. But um, yeah, while they're here, it's their you know anything you got coming up or where people can find you to uh stay in touch with all the uh the deal skis and all that well you know unfortunately i've been uh under a rock on whatnot <laughs> of course that been happening breaks and stuff but yeah you know um i've been focusing on like my pokemon stuff and doing my like sunday morning pokemon streams on tiktok um so that's where I've been focusing my attention lately. And that's been successful because at first I was just ripping wrestling cards, right? And selling wrestling figures on whatnot and not focusing on my Pokemon stuff. Now I've kind of transitioned over to the Pokemon side and I'm doing less wrestling. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to check out TikTok at some point. I've been loafing. It's just, it's a lot, man. You know, I was ripping on the whatnots and ripping on the network and i'm just like man it's a lot to keep up with adding yeah. the third one i'm like sheesh and someday i hope i can afford an employee or something there you go yeah. goals definite goals so ripping on the tiktoks and yeah besides that i'm actually looking at my body slam sticker right on my desk still to this day <laughs> gonna have to throw it up on the new computer now that i finally got one nice yeah but uh che i wanted to thank you for coming out being uh being a guest on what's technically 
I'm going to put this at the beginning of the episode. Technically, is episode six because I did episode five and I had to take it down. And oh, I, no. I'm about to put it back up. Yeah, because I did a review of Iron Claw and the guy at the studio that I talked to was like, yeah, you can put it out. It's cool. And then I dropped it. He's like, oh, wait, we actually don't want people dropping it to the 12th. And I'm just like, oh, OK, OK. So it's coming out still, but I'm still going to label this episode six because, damn it, we're bringing back episode five. They can't tell me what to do there. There you go. But Che, appreciate you, buddy. And uh, thank you. Hope you have a good night, brother. Of course. And that was episode number six of the No Shway Out podcast. I had to re-record this ending a few times to get myself hyped because I keep recording this stuff super late at night because I'm an idiot. But it happens. Special thanks to Che again. Um, if you celebrate Hanukkah, I hope you had a good first night and now second night of Hanukkah. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>